0: Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises us that there will be alternation between victory and loss. Allah says, These are the days of varying conditions. We alter amongst the people. You win some, you lose some. Therefore, if this ummah is weak now, it should bounce back and become strong soon, inshallah ta'ala. The question is, are we currently Prepared for greatness? Are we ready to lead, and are we exemplifying excellence? Allah Taala commands us to excellence. The Prophet s.a.w. tells us, "Inna Allah ihsan ala kulli shay. that indeed Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has enjoined excellence on everything that you do. Everything that you do, you should do with ihsan, with excellence. Allah Taala says bil Allah commands you to be just and to be excellent in whatever field you are in. And furthermore, not only is it a command of Allah, but it gives your words weight. When you are excellent in whatever field you're in, if you do your job with the best excellence that you can, what is the result? Your words mean something. We've all seen, I'm sure, the famous interview where the soccer player Cristiano Ronaldo, he pushed away a Coca-Cola and he grabbed a bottle of water and all he said was one word, agua. It's a very famous video online, why? Because that one action and that one word, he looked at a Coke, he went ugh, and he grabbed said, agua. One word, guess what? That cost Coca-Cola $4 billion in their market value. One word, why is that the case? Because his excellence in sports gave his words weight. So one single word, agua, was enough to cost four billion dollars to a major major company that is the power of excellence and thirdly there's another important point that we need to think about excellence means that you have the ability to shut it off we don't think about this very often but when you are excellent at what you do you have the ability to work or stop whenever you want what do i mean well we know that we as believers are supposed to Listen to the words of the Prophet, Khayrul Nasi and Fara'humin Nas. The best of people are those who are the best to others, who are the most beneficial to others. You want to be a force for good in society. Why? Because we want to benefit mankind. But there's a secondary reality here. In addition, if ever people want to take your rights, abuse you, mistreat you, you have the ability to stop providing your services at will. Thus, being beneficial makes others dependent upon you. And that's a power that we often overlook, unfortunately. Are we aiming for excellence in this community? SubhanAllah, it's very sad to say, but I get complaints regularly. Yesterday, somebody came up to me. One brother comes up to me and says, please tell the parents in our community to teach their kids their basics of tahara. Please mention it in the khutbah. This was yesterday. Subhanallah, are we not teaching them the basic things about cleaning up and hygiene and how to make wudu and so on and so forth He's saying they don't know anything. Okay, inshallah, I'll mention it the day before that a different brother comes up to me Please tell the parents in our community to teach their kids not to beg I'm like beg yes, they go up to random strangers in the masjid in the lobby Can I have a dollar so I can get a chocolate from the vending machine? Look, it's not dignified teach your kids to have more dignity than that. Don't go up to random strangers and say, I just want a chocolate, can I please, can I please? This is not a good habit. This is undignified. We should not have this type of behavior. Teach your kids to aim for excellence, inshallah ta'ala. Teach them to aim for dignity, not only on the individual scale, but as a unit as well. We need to think as a unit, as an ummah. Are we like one body? Look at the ummah today. We don't act as a collective, unfortunately. We operate as a bunch of individuals then we wonder why we don't see our strength in numbers. Well, it's very obvious why. This is unfortunately the truth globally, and we see this in the political scene, but even locally. If we actually saw ourselves as one unit, we try to diversify our specialities, wouldn't we? we try to diversify our specialities so that everything is covered. And instead, what do we see? We teach our kids to all want the same thing. Med student, med student, med student, med student. Every single kid is just a carbon copy of one another. And when we all want to be the same thing, we end up becoming what? Each other's competition. We end up becoming each other's competition instead of having enough diversity to work as a unit. I was speaking to a certain member of an MSA. I'm not going to mention which university, which MSA, that will remain nameless. But this brother was telling me we can't even find one person to be the khatib every week. And it was heartbreaking for me to hear this information. Subhanallah, if we're training all of our future leaders to become doctors so that in a given gathering you have 15 different surgeries offered. Mashallah, that seems great, right? Not one of them can give a khutbah. It's an embarrassment. Mashallah, I'm very happy for your speciality. You can do a surgery on every part of the body. You can't even give it one khutbah. What are we training our youth to become? This is clearly a problem when it comes to us Aiming for dignity, aiming for honor, aiming for greatness. And by the way, let me just take one quick side point. If you want to see honor, if you want to see true honor, look at the dignified way in which the people of Gaza, the people of of Gaza are conducting themselves amid the chaos. Did you know there is zero crime, zero transgressions, zero greed, zero strife amongst one another? All of this is happening. Meanwhile, there is zero infrastructure, zero law enforcement and zero support systems. They all sacrifice for each other when they don't even know each other. They are the pinnacle of human civilization and cultivation and orderliness and forbearance and fortitude and piety. And they still love life amidst all the death. The real question is, what are the rest of us supposed to do when these angels have left this worthless world? We've seen firsthand. I know all of you saw it, I saw it with my own eyes. We all saw firsthand how people started behaving at the grocery store the moment COVID was announced. When it was first announced, I saw the reality, the selfishness, the hoarding, the anger and rudeness, the insults and the fighting. We all saw just how quickly our decency went out the window. And SubhanAllah, you turn on the news and what do you hear? The insistence that the West is so civilized and these Palestinians are animals, right? Anyway, I just thought it's an interesting side point to pay attention to. But I digress. Back to the main point. We want to develop our leaders. There's a nice quote that says, we are drowning in information while starving for wisdom. This is the situation that we are in. Most education throughout human history was about what? Job training. You have the skills to do one job and therefore you stuck to that one job and you did it over and over and over again because you had no other options. What was the idea behind the liberal arts education? Why was it called liberal? Most of us don't even know. It was called liberal because it freed you to think and study anything and everything. For the Romans, the liberal arts were about management. The liberal arts were about what? Providing the tools to rule how to make leaders regardless of their field regardless of what field they actually end up going into you find that the graduates of the liberal arts degrees typically tend to be leaders bosses managers of their departments leaders need to be able to read not just read a little read a lot so that they can learn about their subject whatever they are going into and then they need the logic in order to think through complex problems. They need the rhetoric to be able to communicate the solutions, solutions in an effective and convincing manner. That is how you develop a leader. So you can see why this entire field was developed in order to produce leadership. And in the age of information, and more specifically the age of misinformation, disinformation, knowing how to navigate the media knowing how to navigate politics philosophy ethics religion history knowing how to write knowing how to read and then therefore speak persuasively all of this seems to be the last thing on our list of priorities true or false all of us seem to want to be what useful tools not leaders useful tools learn the job do it repetitively be a good cog in the wheel be a useful tool because it pays well and never take a position regarding any of these crucial subjects media philosophy politics religion ethics literature learning about logic rhetoric severely lacking in the Muslim community liberal arts the whole concept is to teach you how to learn, as opposed to just memorization and repetition. Memorization and repetition. It seems that Muslims only want to do that. A technical education will help you make a living. A liberal arts education will help you make a life. I'd like to quote from a very interesting book called In Defense of a Liberal Education. It says what? After all, one can always just read a book to get the basic information about a particular topic or simply use Google. The crucial challenge is how to read critically, analyze data, formulate ideas, and most of all, to enjoy the intellectual adventure enough to be able to do them easily and often. It's crucial. And throughout history, you always found what? That the older generation would what? The older generation always complained that the youth are too rebellious. But nowadays, the modern day complaint is what? That they're not rebellious enough. Have you, have you ever noticed how different universities are nowadays? Colleges are supposed to be a place where big ideas are being discussed. Yet nowadays, campuses have much less political, religious, philosophical, and ideological movements. You don't find, like in the 60s and all these different times where they, you know, oh, we need to revolt and we want to do a protest and we're getting people involved in this and we're signing petitions. Nowadays, we have all the technology can make it so much easier and faster. None of it seems to be interesting. The modern student, student is what? Achievement an achievement-oriented automaton, focused on themselves, focused on their careers, and they're uninterested in delving deep into themselves for inner knowledge, for their passions, or developing their character, unwilling to take any risk. And the worst part of all this, when you see this level of selfishness and cowardice, the worst part of all this is that as parents, we're watching all this take place, and we seem to be just fine with it. Parents seem to be quite happy it's so odd. There's this unspoken, permeating sentiment that most parents seem to have in our community, which is what? I want my child to be nobody. I just want him to be nobody. Just a cog in the wheel, just a useful tool. I don't want him to lead. I don't want him to stand up and speak anything in front. of, I don't want to teach them how to be a leader. Are you kidding me? No way, that could be dangerous. That might actually get attention. No, 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 I want to teach my child to be like a mouse in the wall. So long as he has the biggest piece of cheese, I want him to be invisible, ignored, with a full belly. Just be a little mouse, stick to yourself, get your cheese, and be kept comfortable. This seems to be the unfortunate reality. So how can we complain about our circumstances? Inshallah, we'll continue the second khutbah. Wa Look throughout history, brothers and sisters. There was a time where the Middle East, the Muslim world, it was looked at as number one. People throughout the world used to travel long distances just to get an education in the Muslim world. Arabic was considered the lingua franca, the most important, the most powerful language to be able to communicate in. Many of us don't even know, some of you do, I'm sure, but did you know even the graduation, the graduation gown comes from where? Where's this tradition? People, when they graduate, they put on this, essentially a thobe, just like this. Why do they wear that? That comes from the Middle East. And did you know that the flat hat, what does it represent? It represents the Qur'an. That means no matter what you're graduating in, in the Muslim world, you graduated in whatever field you graduated in, but you always remembered that the Qur'an was number one. It was always on top. That's why they have the little tassel. You know the string? You know the Qur'an when you put the bookmark in the Qur'an? This is all from the Muslim world. The gown, the flat cap, The little string, this is all what? Islam, Quran, showing that this is number one knowledge. That's how much the Muslim world has influenced the West. This is what happens when the whole world is looking to the Muslims and seeing you guys are the leaders. I want to look like that, I want to dress like them because they're the number one, they're the best, they have excellence. This is what we need to ask ourselves. Do we have the qualities? Are we devoted to the Quran, learning our deen? Even subhanAllah learning the Arabic language to the point that others look up and say, I wish I knew this. Let me read to you. There was a Christian church father in the ninth century writing and complaining that all the youth wanna be, what? Go to the Middle East and learn more Arabic. Can you imagine? Listen to this quote from Paulus Alvius. I don't know how to pronounce that correctly. This is his quote. He says, the Christians love to read the poems and romances of the Arabs. They study the Arab theologians and philosophers, not to refute them, but to form a correct and elegant Arabic like he's like I, I can't I can't take this anymore they just want to study not to refute them not to argue with them just to learn Arabic better he says where is the la- uh, uh, where is the layman who now reads the Latin commentaries on the holy scriptures or who studies the gospel prophets or apostles alas all talented young Christians read and study with enthusiasm the Arabic books they gather uh, uh, all these Arabic books they gather immense libraries at great expenses It's costing them money, but they want to gather these Arabic libraries. They despise the Christian literature as unworthy of attention. They have forgotten their own language. For every one who can write a letter in Latin to his friend, there are a thousand who can express themselves in Arabic with elegance and write better poems in this language than the Arabs themselves. (laughs) Can you imagine? In the Western world, we just want to learn Arabic so well that we can write poetry better than the Arabs themselves. This is how much they looked up to the Muslims. Ibn Taymiyyah may Allah have mercy on him says what? I'lam anna al-i'tiyad al wa yu'aththiru wa mushabahatihim tazidu al-'aql wal khuluq. Ibn Taymiyyah may Allah says what? Know that the habit of using the Arabic language has a clear and profound effect on your mind, character and religion. It also affects in the resemblance of the beginning of this nation from the Sahaba and Tabi'een and resembling them increases one's intellect, religion, and character. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say we need to aim for excellence. We want to be exemplary. We want to lead. Why and how? By memorizing the Quran, by understanding the Arabic of this Quran, by practicing your deen, by becoming a leader spiritually, and then simultaneously aim for excellence in deen and dunya. In dunya, learn about philosophy history literature media logic rhetoric ethics po- politics become a leader yes you can develop whatever speciality you like i'm not opposed to it i'm not saying everybody needs to go into one specialty. everybody goes in liberal that's not what i'm saying i'm simply saying you have to have that intellectual curiosity to be learning for life why because these are the tools necessary to make you free liberal so that you can what so that, that freedom allows you to lead in all subjects and in all manners Become the greatest. Become the greatest your bloodline has ever seen. Then pass that down. May Allah ta'ala make us of those who are leaders. Our Lord, grant us from among our wives and our offspring the comfort of our eyes and make us an example make us leaders of the righteous amin ya rabal Aalameen. allahumma hdinā fī man hadayt wa āfinā fī man āfayt wa tawallanā fī man tawallayt bārik lanā fī mā a'tayt wa qinā sharra mā qadait, fa innaka taqḍī wa lā yuqḍā 'alayk innahu lā yadhillu man wālayt wa lā ya'izzu man 'ādit bārakta rabbanā wa ta'ālayt rabbanā ātinā fī dunya wa fil ākhirati hasanatan wa qinā 'adhāban nār wa ṣallallāhu 'alā sayyidinā muhammad wa 'alā ālihi wa ṣaḥbihi wa sallam wa aqim al